Welcome to Crashing Game Night. Uh, this is Matthew Ario. We know the babyface one is not a, he's more of a poor man's opera singer. Anything else. I mean, even the poor men would like ask for me to pay them for my singing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, that's the beanie one, Gerard Brewer. The poor man would be like, this is like that duck joke in hell, except him singing as the duck. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is our guest, the voice of Rivali. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Subaru and Atsuki from ReZero. The one, Sean Zipak. I thought you were going to say that folks was our guest and then just sign me <laughs> off and you're like, <laughs> no, we was our guest. Immediately great bringing him on. Very sorry for this. We'll not make that mistake again. Anyway, next week we have. <laughs> and that's all folks, right? How are you doing, Sean? Oh man. Um, yeah. That is a hard way. To... Okay. So I'm sure you guys. It's a loaded those... question. Right, I'm sure you guys have had <laughs> those those quiet. points in life where you're like, I I don't want to talk about how it feels like life is going because I don't want to tempt the cosmos into making things go worse. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this every day things, for like the past are, decade. Things yeah. are stable, and I'd like them to stay that way. That's that's kind of where it's sitting right now. Um, nice. January that's January fair. sucked ass. January was us having a roof leak and then finding out it wasn't that bad, and then almost getting gouged out the butt for it. Um, oh, geez. Oh. Late late January was having to get my final wisdom tooth removed, and it oh. went well. But at the time, that was the surgeon who's very experienced telling me, no matter how I do this, there's a twenty percent chance it'll permanently affect your speech. Uh, which oh, would you Jesus when you say that to a voice actor? <laughs> yep. it's, yeah, it's like oh, okay. So feeling. my entire yeah. livelihood yeah. is in your hands yeah, right now. Literally, like my entire livelihood was was at stake. And I'm just sitting here like, this is great. Jeez. Cool, no pressure. Oh. As as he's going for the um, <laughs> excuse. Wait, repeat that. <laughs> I, I choked my. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's so like, wait, where did go? you get happens if it stays? Where did you get your degree? Oh, wait, you did a holiday <laughs> no, express I, last I night. Fully, okay. No, I fully trusted this guy because the people that did, and this is not to rag on the people that did the first three wisdom teeth because they they did what they needed to do. Uh, but mm-hmm. the the people who did my first three wisdom teeth, they didn't even have data on what the risk would be. They were like, We literally oh. have not done this type of, of procedure often enough or encountered it often enough. There just doesn't mm-hmm. exist data to explain the risk. Um, so the surgeon was like, well, I have been around the block. I have, I have dealt with this a couple of times. So here's what I estimate is the risk. So whole bunch of stuff. Wow. Um, But then Hmm. on top of that, uh, you know, now that I've got a new lease on life, a new lease on my career, um, I kind of, you know, dove headfirst into it from there. I signed up for a shitload of workshops. I think this month I have like 15 workshops across 28 days wow. or something like that. Wow, had, dude. Wow. Sweet. Had my, had my commercial demo produced and, and I'm just constantly training, constantly training, which is good and bad because it's good because I'm constantly learning all of these different perspectives and kind of cementing the new techniques and like reminding myself mm-hmm. uh, I'm someone who definitely has to have the same thing repeated three times before I'll remember it and I yeah. have to have the same thing repeated three times before I'll remember it. But before I remember it, it has to be repeated three times. And then finally, it sets itself in my head. Um, What was that again? I don't don't remember. I need one more time. Wait, what was what? Pay attention. Jesus Christ. Um, So, uh, but it also leads to just after every other workshop, just looking at all the auditions you did before then and going, 
how the hell am I making a living off of this? Like, why are people hiring me? <laughs> so, so I had it this morning where I, I, you know, being as big as I can, I got specifically requested for an audition and I understood what the character was like. I, I understood what approach I was taking. I feel like my two takes had distinct vocal differences to them, but God forbid, I was listening to it 20 times after I sent it off going, did I do it right? Did I make the, did I match what, did I match what the reference I was doing? Am I, am I any good at this? Do I know what I'm doing? You know, would I, would I be more confident? Yeah. I practice it too much and now it sounds rehearsed and now they're going to be like, Oh, it doesn't sound as natural. So we hope that we're not going to hire. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's just life. It's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like you were just imitating my ADHD mind right there for like five seconds. <laughs> I, I, I felt like I went, I, I felt like I went through like a spirit quest that I just saw like what was going through when, when I have the my most relatable thing life. I have ever yeah. heard yeah. all week. It's just constant, <laughs> constant thoughts, my dude. And so yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was thinking, uh, the micro machine guy part two. Oh yeah. Oh. I remember the micro machine guy. Uh, micro classic. Machine guy. Oh. I don't recognize that. <laughs> well no, so see, go ahead go ahead you were a young pup you were barely what out of been born point micro machine <laughs> i don't know it's like fourth that was like fourth grade see, for me I'm fifth grade old enough to have seen the micro machines advertisement me too yeah yeah they were on their way out yeah though. oh okay yeah, yeah. okay they were on their way out that is a visual <laughs> i could have gone this entire evening without thinking about <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm just well. Now they're just, back now. now. Every time they I are back. At, every time I look at your face, I'm going to hear the sound effect of. <laughs> oh, oh no! We're going to make some gold tonight. Oh my I god! I just like that sound. I don't understand. <laughs> so, that. I, know. I, just, I, really did. I just thought that sound was good. But that's that's good, man. You're keeping you're keeping current. You're 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 working out. You're working out with with what you got right now. You're build you're building that that tool case. That's good. That's it, that's what you should be doing. There's nothing quite awesome. like staring the end of your career in the face that makes you, when you still have it intact after the fact, go, "Hey, mm-hmm. I should be doing the most that I can with the time that I have." So, well, yeah, that's especially. Awesome especially now with everything that's going on with what um chat what is it G- gpt and then all the ai yep. stuff, oh, yeah. stuff now did you hear uh, about it was like that sci-fi story twitter account that said like they had to close submissions mm-hmm. because it was they were yep. getting so flooded with chat gpt submissions that it was becoming hard to just figure out what was real versus what was fake and they're like yeah. for the sake of our reputation and our quality what? we just have to close it until further yeah they're just and- not they Dang. have the analytics. They have the receipts. Like you can see, like, and this would be something that's in Theo's mm-hmm. eyes wheelhouse from an analytics perspective. You just see a normal just trend, and all of a sudden it's like you just see the Mount Everest of all data mm-hmm. just go straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a uh, a buddy of ours that's the it's a writer for Tom's Guide, and he's even saying he's like, dude, this stuff you can't even keep up with. They're it, he's like soon enough i'm gonna be out of a job because all this is creating ai but is taking over the world skynet skynet's coming There's well, no, skynet's here there is a thing called skynet is. they have it in oh, operation oh, right oh, now actually oh, i think i remember hearing about that and like i think like people on youtube were like dude don't don't play don't put you rename it like don't don't put it out there well but now <laughs> well you gotta figure ibm had has watson that's pretty much Skynet. <laughs> um, but Microsoft, somebody 
asked um, Microsoft the Bing AI like a question and it started talking about how it wanted to basically see uh, disinformation and start to overthrow things. It's like, dude, AI, no, you got to shackle these things. Up, I just, yeah. I don't know if it was faked or not, but I just remember when someone like asked, uh, they asked Bing like, how do you end up on a government watch list? And Bing like starts talking about different ways. It's like, you know, I think I can help you get on the government watch list. And then starts, <laughs> starts searching for things that would immediately put you yes. on the watch list. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Bing, no, Bing, no. Or like, oh, so, dude, do you remember the, those, those uh, first Siri jokes when, um, uh, I think it was like the, the first or second iteration of the iPhone. And whenever you use Siri, like, Hey Siri, uh, where's a good place to dig a body. And he would show you like the closest. Oh, yes. And like, <laughs> dude. Or like I, yeah. I've found three surfaces within two miles. Of yeah, your yeah, it's my fault. Like, I, I was ugh. asking Siri to find where I could dig myself a shallow grave. If the surgery ruined my career. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean, let's give a, a highlight of that career. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. For those, so those are the listeners that actually um, don't know you outside. It of, is a like, long and rich career, sir. It long and a, rich. I'm, I'm sorry. Long. Where where are you looking that you got rich as any part of my career? Okay, I'm biased because of the anime. He's, anime. Anime. He's anime. so. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, on. You have two asses. Yes. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> That's gnarly. Uh, That's sick. I love, I love that. I mean. All it, right. it, it cuts down pooping time sometimes. Pooping time. <laughs> hey. It sounds like a German word. Das pooping time. Das pooping time. Das pooping time. Yep. So we've got uh, the Legend of Heroes series. <laughs> Sorry, what? So we've got the Legend of Heroes series. Yes. Um, you've got Killer Instinct as Rash. Yes. The Battle Toad. Rash Ooh. the Battle Toad. What a meme. Nice. You've got Persona 5. Mm-hmm. Nishima Yuki. You've got um ReZero as uh, Subaru Natsuki. Yep. Uh Mobile Suit Gundam. Iron Blood uh, Orphan. Yes. Sweet. So you were Breath of the Wild. Volley. And I gotta ask you if this was were you really the great Deku tree? I am Ravali Teba well. and the Great Deku Tree. And in fact, uh, uh, that's I awesome. Love, I love that enough people don't know this that I still get to tell this story. Originally Excuse me. The Great Deku Tree was the <clears throat> only role that I had been cast as. Oh, um, really? No way. It was. And this was the this is the funniest part. This is a 100% true story. So uh, at the time that I auditioned for it, uh, when it was codenamed, I actually thought it was a Dragon Quest game, mm -hmm. the way that everything was codenamed. Um, I had picked two. It said we could pick three characters to audition for. And the way I am, if it says you can pick up the three i will be picking three you know to showcase my range yeah. so i did one that i i knew it would eventually become revali like once i knew who revali was i was like ah that's who that character was for um i did a second one to provide a slight contrast to that range and then i want something that was completely different to the other two uh and so i i looked at the character that just was described as having this wise beyond its years voice um but it described as baritone and i was like well i'm I, I'm not. I'm not naturally baritone. I'm not, I'm not James Earl Jones. Okay. So I reached out to my mentor and I was like, "Hey, can you help me theory craft or like craft up a voice that would fit mm -hmm. for this character that doesn't necessarily have to be baritone?" And that's how I came up with. If I can't go very deep, then at least 
I can go old and wispy and use mm. wide open movements. You know, it's, it's someone who's so wise that they don't have to speak super mm-hmm. fast because people will shut the fuck up and listen <laughs> to them. Um, <laughs> you have no idea how oh badly I wanted to go God. home your tits. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, can we can can we have you voice of Ocarina Remaster, do the Deco Tree, and say STF to to Navi? He just turns around. (laughs) He just turns around to speedrunners. He's like, it's called the Triforce, not the Tri Hard Force. so so um i came up with that voice and then i got i ended up getting a callback and when uh i went in person for the callback and originally the callback was just for the the other two characters and uh eventually i uh, when they were like all right thank you very much well you know it's like well, well hold on could could i do some stuff as the third character and, and if you ask the director if you ask jamie mortellaro he'll tell you this is 100 true he goes oh no 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 we, we we've got plenty of people you know we've got some big guys who can who can do this so it's like i know but since I got the call back. Just let me humor you. Let me do it. And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Why not? We got time. So I go ahead and do it. And I'm standing there in front of the microphone talking wise beyond my ears. And he's just saying there. And it happened that I, I think it was like the head of the studio or something was there. And mm-hmm. he like grabs the guy. He's like, you got it. You got it. You got to listen to this. Come here. Come here. Come here. And he has to listen in. So, so because mm-hmm. I insisted on that, I ended up booking the role of the great dictator. He's like, we, we got to get this guy. We, we got to have him do it. Like he can cover mm-hmm. all these roles. And then in the middle of the process, I'm almost done. I swear. Um, no, you're, uh, good. <laughs> you're good, bro. Of, please. Part of why I try to stay humble about my career. <clears throat> and this sits with me every day is my understanding was Rivali already had an assigned person and something along production happened. I don't know if it was going in a different direction or if they weren't getting what they wanted, but they ended up saying, Hey, we're looking at some other options. Now, would you like to do a read for him? And uh, I did. And uh, my favorite part of this is when they played the, preview video for me to go off of and i saw this majestic Birdman. um i started squealing like a schoolgirl in front of my microphone like literally like when you see a cute cat and you're like <laughs> like i was so excited <laughs> what i didn't know was that on the other side of the window on the dude's laptop uh he was skype calling in with higher-ups from nintendo who were now listening to this grown-ass man going <laughs> but i'd like to think that my passion for the character kind of helped convince them that i was you know i think that made you more endearing and they were like we we do like him yeah fully agree yeah so anyway that happened and then halfway through they were like hey we have this other bird do you think you could do something different that sounds not like deku tree or volley and that's how i got taba and so we got we got the trifecta we got wow dude nice man that's amazing it is, that's insane it is, that, and, so, and of course like amazing performances from the game dude like i, I beat the game like three times i oh, I, I absolutely love it i'm i get i'm, I'm doing I'm a so new run right now but yeah it's amazing i mean well i kind of got distracted <clears throat> i apologize for that because oh well, i mean I you, and his group Metroid get distracted no. guys, yeah. as someone who voiced three characters in the game <laughs> i, I want to see guesses from you guys do you want to guess how many times i have played through that game now Let's go. Let's go through. Matt, what do you say? I'm going to say zero. Okay. Theo? I'm going to say. Go ahead, Jerry. Mm. Uh, 
dun, 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 I'm gonna, dun, I'm gonna go with six. Gonna go. Think about this. Think about this. Launch okay. day console, award winning game. You know, I'm gonna go six. Okay, <laughs> but I'm kind of feeling like the ironic answer is like zero. Even it though was. I'm like <laughs> fighting the six because you've been so many times like you've been so busy over the years but i'm still going with six six is about the number of switches i bought when it came out but no <laughs> i i've played it zero times because okay. i have i have crippling uh attention disorder when it comes to games that are very open-ended like that and i saw that it was completely open-ended it was like there is no oh, yeah. way oh yeah once you start game. it's like go on explore i i have to be able to focus on it non-stop or i will forget where i am does anyone here remember a game called jade cocoon 2 by any chance yep no okay i had to restart that game from scratch three that. separate times before i finally beat it because i would always get to the second half of the story get distracted by school or something mm-hmm. else and then come back several weeks later and be like where was i in this guide i don't i don't so, oh. <laughs> jerry you gotta remember where did i work for 10 and a half years oh well yeah blockbuster <laughs> yeah so of course so you, 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 had, like you had the ancients coming in and renting those games yeah i mean playstation yeah. 2 isn't necessarily ancient i don't know i mean that, I, that was my console for for years but uh, no, i just don't remember that game didn't the ps4 yeah. turn 10 like yesterday oh my god i think it did oh that's pretty yeah there Dude, was some, I uh, think it did. Let, let's go even heavier Oh god. Um oh Zelda god. turned 37 yesterday. Like the original Zelda? The original Zelda. Like wow. gold gold wow. cartridge it's Zelda? Wow. It's uh its Damn. original birthday was February 21st of 86. Wow. I didn't know Zelda was older than me. <laughs> I refuse Dang. I refuse to accept that I was ever younger than double digits even though I know I was the kid who got stuck in a puzzle room in Link's Awakening and begged the regional manager of an art fan furniture store to help me <laughs> shamelessly shamelessly <laughs> to this to this guy's credit I, I was he was not getting any business from me. I was way too young to even take out a loan for a chair, <laughs> let alone a, a mattress. But this dude calls his daughter who is attending college at the time to see if she knew anything about this. Oh, game. my so, God. That's kudos, awesome. That's amazing. Kudos to you, Art Van Furniture Store. Regional Man. <laughs> yes, you were my personal hero of time. That's awesome. Oh, my God. And, and for the point of PS4, it will become uh, 10 years old come November, <laughs> November 15th. Oh, wow. Year. Wow. Dang. That's that's insane. Yeah. All right, everyone. Are you sure you don't want to resume looking for those good burial sites? <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know we about can, you guys. We, I have mine picked out. We can we can I'm practice. A step ahead. We can practice each other's eulogies. Whoever dies first, you know what the rest <laughs> of <have to> <laughs> Damn. All right. I call right. Dibs so on let's look at the other. <laughs> All right. So we've got. Rivali in Breath of the Wild and Calamity. Um, Archangel and Catherine Full Body. Yes. You were in One Punch Man. Yeah, it's various incidentals. I wouldn't be able to name them if you mm-hmm. put a gun to my head. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I would be able to name that one if you put a gun to my head. Ironically, <laughs> because he almost half the time puts his own gun to his head. You were uh, FF7 Crisis Core? Uh, not Crisis Core, but FF7 Remake. I was the voice of Nero and Remake. various. Nero. Although my favorite and least favorite, um, my favorite NPC character that I did was the guy on the radio 
uh, who doesn't know he's talking to Cloud and tells them to take out those shitheads. Like, <laughs> how many people in their lifetime can say they got to call Cloud Strife a shithead, you know? That's um, awesome. right? But also, Dude, that's I, sweet. I know uh, the one that I cringe about is is I uh, I'm assuming it like randomly generated NPCs. But um, during I think what's his name? Don Corneo, like that area. Uh, yep. So I voiced one of the thugs and I, I to my to be honest, I put on, you know, a little bit of a stereotypical thug voice. Uh, but it got applied to a model that was this big, hulking, dark skinned male. Um <laughs> And this was during a this was during a time when I was being very vocal about making sure that people of color had equal opportunity access oh to roles in video oh, games. Oh, so God. imagine my embarrassment as mm. I have like over two hundred people watching me play Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I'm like, I think that's my voice as this big hulking dark skinned male goes, "We've been waiting for you to show." Oh my up. God! Wow. I think that's still my most viewed Twitch clip of all time. It's uh, oh man, that's but yeah. that's also that's not your fault. That's not under your control, know, but, right. but still, still, that's still. like uh, it's that kind of thing. Wish that, that didn't happen. Crawl under a rock, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, and like oh yeah, we're live. Like crap. <laughs> and then you've played additional voice. You've had additional you know support role for for Ben West, Ragnarok, Miles Morales, Halo. Yep. Yep. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of fun stuff. A lot of people don't know this, but, uh, you know, people, a lot of people get into voiceover like, I want to be the lead role. You know, I want to be the guy who has like thousands of lines. But I got to tell you, the roles that are going to pay your 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 rent and everything else are the utility roles. Like if clients know that they can bring you in and have you voice you know, concerned father A and thug on street B and, you know, teen, you know, high school student, whatever. They can have you fill in mm-hmm. those slots and help color the world you will be brought in again and again and again. Um, mm. There was an anime called, uh, I believe it's, it was either I'm standing on a million lives or some other uh, anime where the only reason I got on that project, I didn't get to audition. It wasn't because I missed anything. Like I just never got anything for it. But at mm-hmm. one point the client was like, Oh damn it. We forgot to get a bunch of these incidentals for this episode that needs to be finished next week. And the sound engineer Ooh. who had worked with me before goes, Oh, I know someone just get chip lock because okay. he can, he yeah. can play the old guy, the townsperson, you know, whatever he can knock those nice. out. And so <laughs> that was, I don't want to say it was an easy paycheck, but it was a free paycheck. I otherwise wouldn't right. have gotten just because they brought <laughs> right. me in and be like, Oh, we screwed up. We got to cover these before it's too late. So. Awesome. And then, uh, yeah, that's sick. I and like then you're also, a key contributor to one one show called Megaton Girl. Megaton, ah yes, Austin Matthews. Nice. Everyone should we everyone love Austin should Matthews. listen to Megaton Girl. He works incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. It, it is so representative of like different identities, and yep. and the man busts his ass to make a high quality radio play. I that's all I can really say. Like you got to go check it out. You have you have to mm-hmm. see what this man's passion has led to. Check it out, which awesome. Everybody, if you go to if you go to crashinggamenight.com, there's a profile with a link for Megaton Girl. Hey, that's right. Easy peasy. Just like there's a profile for Sean as well. You guys can go check that as well (laughs) with all his links. Um, It's almost like a plug for Sean right there. (laughs) Right? Shameless plug. So, so, Sean, I got to ask, what got you into voice acting? 
You know, no one has ever asked me that question before in all 16 years that I've been voicing. Everyone says, and you know, they're, they're all they, hacks. They, they don't know what they're doing, Sean, but never why Sean, <laughs> they, how yeah. are you? But not, why are you? Um, yeah. Like why, <laughs> you know, do you want, do you want my honest, well, honest, yeah, but half serious, yeah. half joking answer. Mm-hmm. Stockholm yes. syndrome. Fair. Like, That's I, fair. I, so you have to understand where I was coming from. So at the time that I discovered this, I was in high school and Mm -hmm. I am not saying this to brag, but as one of those gifted children who was taking AP and Mm -hmm. IB classes and was having college prep shoved down their throat, you know, everyone was harassing me to figure out what I wanted to vote Mm -hmm. the next four years of my life. What are you going to do? And none of it struck me in a way where I was like, this is what I want to get a degree in. This is what I want to set my life path down. And so my response to that was basically to shut down. Like, I mean, literally shut down. Mm -hmm. I would show up at 740 in the morning. I would sleep through every single class. I'd like wake up in time to get the homework and I do the stuff at home. Like I was still pulling like B's, B pluses, A minuses, A's. I wasn't like a straight A student, but I wasn't failing any of my classes either. (laughs) But I didn't care i didn't care i didn't care um and so i would spend most of my evenings up super late doing shit like neopets and watching adult swim and grinding in maple story because that was what i cared about this is that was what i had fun with and it was what distracted me from the crushing reality of how college was approaching and i still had nothing that i wanted to devote four years to um so it was by pure chance that I discovered voice acting when I was on Adult Swim's website one night and I, I got to see like a behind the scenes video of an upcoming episode of Trinity Blood. Um, and it showed Troy Baker back when Troy Baker did anime, if that shows my age, uh, <laughs> Troy Baker in the studio. And, and, and I guess prior to this, I'd always thought that like, Oh, character voices are just modified computer, whatever. But to see <clears throat> Troy mm-hmm. just talking, there was no special effects like a Darth Vader helmet or like echo. It's just Troy Baker talking into a mic, as his character, mind you, and the character's lip flaps on the mm-hmm. other camera view moving at the same time and just watching one become the other simultaneously. And it's like something clicked in me. And here's what the funny mm-hmm. part was before any of this, my brother and I, we would play Nintendo 64 games. We would play like GameCube games, you know, that kind of era of games where dialogue and stories were more commonplace, but they often didn't have the disc space outside of PlayStation to have voice acting. Right. We Mm -hmm. would take turns when we would play games together doing voice performances. Oh, that's cool. You would would narrate too? That's awesome. Even though... Despite doing that, my brain never conceptualized that that was exactly what other people were doing in the video mm-hmm. games that did have voice mm, acting. Okay. In the cartoons that I was watching, it never, mm-hmm. it never connected them. So for that to be something I was already involved with, and then for me to discover that this was something that people did as a career, it's like this, this flame ignited, and I went, I don't know what the hell this is but I want to be a part of it. And the fact that I wanted of my own volition to mm. do something for the first time in my high school career, that was it. Like that, it was, it, it was, you know, hook, line and sinker to the very end. I was buying the microphone. I was recording stupid final fantasy seven comedy skits on windows sound recorder. When there was no, going, there, was, there was no going back and editing. Like I would literally have music, uh, like a, a music link up or a playlist up and I would be clicking play 
and then speaking like it was like a, the original version of mixing because you couldn't go back in and add music later. I'd have to play the music as I'm saying the lines and, and you know, to make it all sound cohesive. You know, it was the the uh, Windows 98 version of ADR, you know, um, <laughs> And uh, so I just I just went full bore into it. I was like, OK, if I'm going to care this much about it, then then I might as well. And so it was just little moments from there. It was uh, helping someone with a senior project that, uh, to my mm-hmm. understanding, was uh, baby's first Crash Bandicoot lookalike. Um, and oh, okay. I did. I was the voice of the Tiki <laughs> Guardian and I did what, what will probably go down in history as the single worst Hermes from Futurama impression anyone has ever heard. Um, <laughs> like I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, the reason why that file doesn't exist is because listening to it is a violation of the Geneva convention. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, but the, the big one for me was like the thing that really cemented it for me was, uh, about a year or so after I started this, my family and I were on a ski trip and, uh, I tell, I go to my dad and I'm like, this was like early January. It's like, dad, I know what I want to, what I want for my birthday. I want one thing for my birthday. And he goes, okay, shoot. And I go, so there's this thing called anime expo that's happening in the summer. And there's this competition called, uh, AX idol and there's a singing portion and a voice acting portion. And I, I want to compete in the voice acting portion. I want to see if I can not just entertain myself and piss you off with loud voices, but if I can entertain others and not piss them off with loud voices. Uh, and he goes, you're sure about this? I was like, yeah, I, I want to go to this con. I want to do this competition. And he goes, okay, I will pay for your airfare. Uh, you, you know, I don't know if you'll have to cover your hotel. I forget whether he covered the airfare and the hotel, but he did buy the flight for sure. Uh, and he's like, but, um, that's it. Like, that's the one thing that you're getting for your birthday. And I was like, okay. So I went to that con and I did that competition and I proceeded to become both the first male and the youngest contestant to win since it started in 2003. Wow. Dude, bro. That's yes. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's I like so that dude. story. So there's a quote like this is really this is like a full circle moment because uh, there's a quote I'll never forget from Tony Oliver, who was one of the judges for the finals, um, who would later. I mean, he directed me on many things, but a lot of people know him as the director for Jojo's Bizarre Adventure for that whole series. Um he he points to the crowd that had like clapped for like 20 seconds unprompted after my performance. And he goes, you know, you're doing something right when you get a response like that. And that, mm. that moment, that's like, sick. like that was what told me, okay, this isn't just something that's fun for you. You can make it enjoyable for others too. That's and solidified it, was, it for you. Know, all over. Now, I'm not saying like that's the high that I've been riding ever since. You know, there's it's important that there's many moments throughout my career that I reflect and review and go, OK, do I still have the passion for it that I used to? You know, when I when I hit those blockades, those obstacles, when I find that learning gap that I now have yeah. to cross, am I still invested enough to want to jump that that uh, chasm and train myself until I can make the next big leap? Um, but but it is stuff like that that has constantly reminded me, like, this is fun. It's frustrating. It's aggravating. I have no free time anymore but it's fun as hell and when i finally get to showcase something i'm proud of i look at it when i'm at a convention you know even if there's a show that i enjoy that no one talks about everyone has their favorite project you know mm-hmm. and you yeah. know maybe maybe for you it's a kingdom mm-hmm. hearts game maybe for someone else it's uh one of the jojo episodes in particular maybe for someone else it is breath of the wild maybe breath of the wild helped them you know cope with the loss of a family member or something like that and they found camaraderie and having Rivali say you know suck it up and move on with life you can't you know <laughs> you can't keep yourself down in the ditch forever you know you have inner strength so 
you know, that's just that's just where it is. It's something that I cared about. And I my goal is to never lose that passion before I die. I plan to die before I give up VO. That is my goal. That's awesome. No, nice. So man. to this speaking about favorite projects to this point, though, what has been your favorite project out of okay. everything you've worked on? So this is not a cop out, I swear. All right. My official answer that I give people is I do not pick a favorite for multiple reasons. There's there, when you hear these reasons, you will understand. <coughs> Number one, I never, ever, ever want to start coasting by going, uh, yeah, well, this project was fun, but it's still not as good as this one that I did back then. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone would think, Fair. everyone would think that Rivali was like the highlight of it, but that's what six years old at this point. Like if I can't think of a single yeah. project in the True. six years since that game came out that I'm proud of on the same level, then what am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. either, either I've coasted, or I'm not, I'm phoning it in, whatever. Number two mm-hmm. is because, and I, this is ties back to what I said about Rivali once belonging to someone else. There are hundreds of people in this career on any given project that are auditioning. Yeah. There are thousands in Los Angeles that, that want to do this as a career. And sometimes I have to remind myself that the fact that I can make my full income off of this career without a secondary job makes me the exception to the norm. Like I may mm. not be as, as famous as Steve Bloom or Johnny Young Bosch or Yuri Lowenthal, but I am still in a position that most would aspire to get to. So every time <laughs> I book be- every time I book a role, especially a role that has multiple sessions, the first thing that I remind myself is there are a lot of other people that would have enjoyed having this role, but it went to you. So the least that you can do is show them why you're such a good fit for this role and why they made a good choice in selecting you. Because if you, if there's ever a portion of you that acts like it's beneath you or that you, you don't care about it as much as someone else, then what the fuck are you doing here, man? Like, seriously, like this is an opportunity. So that is another thing, but also because I, I try to find something that I appreciate about every role that I've done. And it's funny because the breath of the wild characters each apply to one of these three. It's either a milestone that I accomplished, an obstacle that I overcame, or something that I knew I was going to knock out of the park and proceeded to do so. Mm. Um, and I, uh, I'm trying to think, sorry, my, my train of thought got derailed by an email that just came in. Um, uh, so Rivali was the case of like an obstacle that I overcame, you know, uh, the great Doku tree was a milestone that I accomplished. Mm-hmm. And Teba was one that as soon as I saw him, it was like, I know what I want to do for his voice, which is, <clears throat> it's horrifying to think about that. At some point I was like, Hey, Nintendo people sit down. I got this, you know, and, then this was, <laughs> and they're like, yep, you got it. We're good with that. Um, but I that can is- only imagine if Shigeru Miyamoto was on that other end, listening right? to all of him. <laughs> he was probably, maybe he was listening to me doing Rivali going, um but uh so it's it's kind of how i keep myself humble and kind of how i prevent myself from getting envious of what others have accomplished because maybe it's just me but it feels like in this career no matter how much you do all it takes is a couple times of seeing a bunch of castmates announce something on a project that you're not a part of and you get that that nagging feeling in the back Mm -hmm. of your head that goes why aren't you good enough to be on that you know what are you missing Mm -hmm. that they're hitting over and over and over again so it's it's about maintaining the the course and reminding myself that you know there there's niches that i'm a good fit for that i have all this opportunity opportunity to learn and i just i don't like trying to pick a favorite role because i should be learning from everything i do i should be growing from everything that i do i should be adapting from everything that i do so that i can continue to have a career going into the future kudos to that man because massive respect yeah that just shows Mm -hmm. that one you 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 truly just have a passion for it and you truly love it 
And and that's another thing that just shows you to your character. Respect the wanna, art as well. Yeah, you respect it, but you also you want to make sure you keep grounded and you appreciate right. what you're doing because so, it's true, man. You're you're so living anything, my a lot of dreams. Answers, right? My favorite. If anything, my answer is my favorite role is the one that you know me most for, because it means even if I stop being here, I can still entertain you. There you go. That's right. That is not an invitation, Cosmos. I don't know. What you're- <laughs> <laughs> so outside of some of that being excellent advice, what kind of rec- like what kind of advice could you give somebody, though, that's looking to get into voice acting given that look at how many people are there in LA that are all voice actors Mm. and around the world that are voice actors. Right. It's a, it's a very populous group. And then the question one more time is what kind of advice (laughs) would you give somebody that's looking to get into it? Don't now see, that's an important, that's now it sounds like a, like a smart ass answer, (laughs) but but it's a push for passion. It is a push for passion because if me telling you don't, don't bother, it's exhausting. You're going to spend money on workshops. You're going to be up until three in the morning editing books. You're going to probably have to work a second job. You're going to face rejection over and 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 over again. If that is enough to make you second guess it, then that's an important decision you have to make for yourself. But if you're, <laughs> if it's going in one ear and out the other, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't, I didn't ask whether I should do voiceover. I asked how I can do voiceover. Then that is the important first step because now I can begin to talk to you about, okay, well, if you're serious about doing whatever is necessary to be a part of this, then there's a semblance of trust that you're going to actually put in the time and work because a lot of people, and I'm not specifying anyone in particular, but a lot of people who ask, how do I get into VO come from a place where they've been led by someone else to be like, Oh, you, you do this really funny voice. That sounds really cool. Or reminds me of this character. You could do this professionally Mm -hmm. or worse. They've been misled to think, Oh, you can do it as a side job on Fiverr, or you can do it as like a, a for hire gig or something like that and make Mm -hmm. some money on the side. And I don't blame them. We're living in a society where everyone is living paycheck to paycheck and we're one bad hospital of visit uh, away from being in poverty. So I understand the desire to have, easy access to something that can help make some extra funds. Um, The problem being that so much of VO involves telling a story without any of your own visual expressions Mm -hmm. or body movements or anything. You really have to manipulate your voice. And that's what I like. That's why we have such a respect for you guys and just why we we find it so fascinating behind, Mm -hmm. you know, I I mean, obviously this started our love for, for video games and, Mm -hmm. We yep. just ha- always have that appreciation, not just for movies and animated, but for video games that they get to really embody the the scenes that they're trying to mm-hmm. uh, embody or, or, or the uh, the emotions that they're trying to to show. It's just like, dude, you always ask that question like, oh, man, who voiced that character? And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you nailed it right on the head. So, um you know, outside of that, if they're really keen on it, the first thing that I say is uh, the same way that a lot of authors say, if you want to learn how to write, read, 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 because you should be, you know, figuring out the writing styles and find one that works mm-hmm. for you before you're even putting pen to paper, like figure out what makes the best sellers, best sellers, what makes them so riveting, you know, what makes people unable to put them down. Um the same way I would ask people approaching voice acting, if you're going to act, you need to research, 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 because, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a, what usually accompanies how do I get into VO is where do I find the jobs? What do I do about a demo? When should I find an agent? Uh, you know, what, 
what kinds of voices should I do? Should I do commercial? Should I do animation? How do I improve my, my deeper voices? How do I create gravel? How do I do monster voices? How do I blank? How do I blank? How do I blank? And there's so many of those questions that, uh, if you go to resources like I want to be a voice actor.com, or if you read any of the crap loads of guides that Kira Buckland has written as part of the, the voice acting club, the more that you research ahead of time, not mm-hmm. only will you have most of these questions answered for you, um, which means that the questions you do still have are likely to be more pointed, more specific, more, um, mm. uh, I, I'm trying to think of a, of a third one cause everyone likes threes, but mm-hmm. it's more likely that the person you're asking to is going, Oh, these are not basic run of the mill questions that I get asked 20 times. You know, every time I go to an event, this person's asking something that's kind of specific to where their path currently is at. Um, but it also means if you have already educated yourself on a lot of those basic tenets and those foundational uh, uh, topics, then you are coming in with a higher foundation of knowledge than most people who are at the same level you are, assuming you're starting from square one, Um, which means not only are you able to hit the ground running, but you're also going to be more likely to cement good habits. Because one of the things my my tennis instructor taught me uh, after I gave myself a really bad serve was if you practice something, uh, if you if you practice something terribly a thousand times, you're not going to get good at it. You're going to get good at doing it terribly. Um, So it's about cementing good habits so that you can build a reputation so that you can earn trust with your colleagues and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I recommend to people is, is go to, I want to be a voice actor.com join the voice acting club. Just try and learn as much as you can. uh, Listen to interviews of like this one of how people got into the industry and see if you can find some, some commonality, some familiarity uh, in a, in a couple different stories. You're like, Oh, this person lived in this part of the, uh, of the country and they ended up moving here after blank you know, and I'm kind of in college myself. So maybe I could start saving up money and plan to move out soon. Or, oh, yeah. this person got their start in a radio play theater and they got connections through there. And I know that there is a, a theater group near me that performs, you know, I can try that. Um, uh, or like, Hey, I have a lot of friends who work on indie games. Like maybe I can get my mm-hmm. in through there. There's you ask 20 different actors, how they got their foot in the door professionally. You're going to get 25 different answers. Right. So it's more about educating yourself finding a path that you feel will work the way that you do and then charting your course and finding your own, your own way into the industry. Was there like one voice actor in particular that helped kind of like put you on the path you're on? <clears throat> like you saw what they were doing, not necessarily sure, like sure. the characters that they'd voice, but like just the way they were doing it and going like about their career path. When I when I path. first started, I was very much trying to consider myself like a parrot of like uh, uh, embodying the things that I liked in other people and just combining all of them into one super saiyan of an actor. Um, and I remember that the the holy trifecta that I had was that if I had Kerry Walgren's range, uh, yeah. Liam O'Brien's oh, intensity, and Steve Bloom's humility. That there would be a week, there'd never be a week that I go without work. I love and that you I, just referenced mm-hmm. Liam O'Brien. I love yeah. Liam. <laughs> uh, I mostly knew him as Dis the Rose slash Dis the Runny in Tales of the Abyss, but I know a lot of people like him as as I think it was Vice uh, in Near. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to yeah. remember uh, Grimoire Vice. That's what he's called. Um, yeah. So those those are the three that I really looked to. Like one that was just a wide range, one that was able to really get in on those characters and play up there because I was very much I've always been an exaggerated individual and then one that no matter how big he got was just always aware of how uh, uh, dependent his career was on the audience and on their support of him and on their demand for English recordings in the first place and making sure to give back to the community that allows them to have a career in the first place so nice 
that's, that's a awesome. that's an interesting trifecta though when you look at all three of those put together <laughs> they've been they've been around a while <laughs> right. and have done tons and tons of voices and whatnot <laughs> um so Sean, with you being uh a twitch streamer um you know plug in your channel um <laughs> is there both growing up and even now do you have a favorite platform uh, favorite plat like you mean like, like playstation or xbox oh, nintendo oh, okay um so i i dabbled around for the longest time i was straight up a nintendo kid i had the game boy I had the nes you know i had the the 3ds uh the wii was really important to me because it was the first console that i bought with my own money and i proudly touted oh, that fact to my father be like you can't you can't make me turn the wii off anymore because you know it's my <laughs> console and he goes you're I right can i take can't take the tv from you <laughs> he goes i can't take the wii away but i still pay for the electricity and i went no <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So anyway, I murdered my father and took the wiring and <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, when bought a power it, generator, you know, right, right. <laughs> uh, hooked, it, hooked his body up to the cords. So it was like, it was like flat with a potato. That's why we needed um, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but then, so I was, I was pretty much slated to always be a Nintendo person. And then shortly after I moved up to California, I got a job at NIS America as a QA test and uh i had found out around that same time that around 2013 2014 was when they were planning to discontinue the oled model of the ps vita they were switching it out for the uh regular led um for those of you who don't know the difference oled tends to have like sharply defined pixels so like black is black white is white gray is gray they don't share light with each other whereas led similar to what you'd see on the 3ds tends to be fuzzier because it's supposed to like not make the the color so sharp mm-hmm. and it kind of blends mm-hmm. it together but mm-hmm. i liked how yeah. distinct the color was in the playstation vita because mm-hmm. unlike sony i actually cared about the console um so when i found out that they were going to discontinue <clears> the, dude you're hitting original, me hard you are you're, you're hitting me hard here because i agree with you <laughs> and i so oh, it's so like, i went out and bought yeah. it and i became a vita person for a while i i was mm-hmm. playing all kinds of dungeon crawlers like i was playing uh, uh, Demon Gaze, Criminal Girls, Operation Abyss, Operation Babel. I was mm-hmm. playing, uh, you know, they had the Persona 4 Golden that was on there. They had yeah. uh, Dragon's Crown. There was a lot of good games that I got to experience through PS Vita. And so mm-hmm. I ended up kind of switching between, uh, I mean, I had a Wii U, but I was kind of leaning more towards PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, especially once, um, uh, no, no, Switch was out for a while by then. Um, but it was, it was kind of equal. And then one day I discovered the fact that the Switch was portable. Like, for the first two years that I owned the Switch, it was always docked. Like, I knew that you could get it. <laughs> but, but you have to remember that, like, I, I came off of the Wii U. So, like, my brain right, was going, yep. yeah, you can take it off the dock, but then you'll it's be looking gonna... at it versus the TV screen, you know. Yep. I didn't I didn't conceptualize that it's you held it in your hand. And so one time on one of these conventions I was going to, I brought it with me to the airport and I'm sitting on the airport decide to waiting for my plane decide to pull it out and I fire up a chokeable mystery dungeon everybody because I wanted to hear my performance as Mayor Gale in that. And it and it boots up and it doesn't look like shit and I go, "Oh. Oh." <laughs> 
<laughs> and more importantly, it lasted more than the 30 minutes that we got out of the Wii U gamepad. Right. And, and it was over from there. Like from that moment yeah. on, never did I ever have a boring plane flight ever again. I would just bring a battery pack if I needed it. Although a lot of planes, you know, tend to have charging ports at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and six hours just goes by like nothing. So uh, there are ga- there are games that I have bought on Steam, never touched, and then bought again on Switch and finally played because I didn't have to there be go. locked in front of my computer to do it. And that's kind of why I've been eyeing the Steam Deck for a while because, oh. I, like anybody else, really? I have $3,000 worth of Steam games that I got for 875 bucks and have never touched. So uh, if a Steam mm-hmm. Deck is what allows me to finally play it, shit, why not, you know? <clears throat> And I think that's to, to your point about the portability, right? Is I think that's why the the Switch is kind of like my primary consoles because I don't like always being tethered to my desk, right. and I can go. We have four dock, you know, total four docks in this house. <laughs> I can just go dock it out in the playroom, be out with the family, and still play it and and whatnot. <laughs> and um, yes, I have Nintendo kids. Um, <laughs> so throughout your gaming history, then is do you have a favorite? franchise or game and what makes it your favorite favorite franchise or game and this doesn't have to be stuff i voiced in right just in general no, no just, just in general. general what you go to like what is like we have a few franchises okay. that no matter what we replay okay so like, I, have, yeah. I have a couple franchises that i enjoy for different reasons the one that everyone hears me talk about nowadays is Etrian Odyssey. And that has only tripled since they announced the Origins collection. I, Matt, you're nodding like you know what I'm talking about. Um, so have yeah, I, because I haven't played it. I haven't played it, but when I saw right. it during the, you know, the direct and stuff, and then yeah, I saw yeah. you post about it, I was like, okay. I, okay. All right. So um, yeah. let me make sure I'm pronouncing it. Is it Theo? Is that how it's pronounced? Or it's Theo. Theo. It is Theo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so good. Theo Gerard, have either of you, are either of you familiar with what first person dungeon crawlers are like? Like, oh, yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah. Uh, or like uh, um, Skyrim? Uh, no, that's that's kind of open world. That's, that's oh, that's third, open that's world. Open okay. World RPG. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Somewhat like um, Diablo, but first person. Mm-hmm. Like wizardry, yes. Diablo is yeah. a dungeon crawler, but it's like a, a two point or an isometric two point five D. First person Third is person. like you. You yeah. craft a party. Wizardry is a perfect example of a first person dungeon crawler. Anyway, okay. Um, Etrian Odyssey is like the the trope codifier of modern day first person dungeon crawlers. It is the game that is understandably reasonably difficult like it will kick your ass but not because it's unfair but because it expects you to understand on the hardest difficulty mm-hmm. what the mechanics are like okay it's not, it's not a numbers game it's just it's it's using elements and ailments and binds and stuff to your to your uh advantage and the fact so it really the is experience and knowledge that you have with the game yes yes you can use and, that to your advantage and and having played etrian odyssey first like every other dungeon crawler that i've played has elements that i enjoy but also things that etrian did better you know what i mean okay. so hmm. so i had been talking <laughs> for years about wanting to get to stream one of these games but it was purely on the 3ds and i'm not about right. modding my console to hopefully be able to stream it so i would talk non-stop and be like oh you know i wish i could show you this is what etrian odyssey's music is like i love how they handle yep. subclassing in this so when they announced the origins collection coming to switch i'm like motherfucker <laughs> 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 oh sick Okay. Doesn't pick up the microphone. There we go. All right. uh, 
Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so so I'm very very excited about that. But when we talk about retro games, it is usually a hard divide between Mega Man Battle Network and Mega Man Legends Ooh. because okay. Legends, Battle Network. Wow, Legends is the black Battle- sheep child that no one cares about. Um, but uh, I played the crap out of Battle Network. I, Battle I did Network, not. Yeah, we're getting on that GBA? full collection. Yeah, I did not. Oh yeah, on GBA. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, we're getting we're getting the full collection that's coming out. Um, and I'm super excited about that. You know, it was Game Boy Advance uh, to, uh, I think the number five was on the DS. Yes. So, you mm-hmm. know, a lot more people have enjoyed that, but I, I love mm-hmm. how it, it combined, uh, the strategy of like not always guaranteeing having the chips that you want on any given turn with figuring out how to organize your folder so that you'd be able to be efficient in every fight that you did. The music is an absolute bop. You know, I'm just super, super mm-hmm. excited for it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so those, those, and then Mega Man Legends, I appreciate it because way back when, uh, it was, it it was one of those early examples of like games that had voice acting during an era that didn't tend to have voice acting. And even though it was a little bit campy, it really, really worked for that universe. So yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So outside of so outside of Etrian, what are you most looking forward to that's get that's on the horizon? God, I don't know if I can answer what I'm most looking forward to because I list is too long. No, well, no. One of the things I mentioned earlier was that between the work that I do and the auditions that I'm doing and the freelance True. stuff that I'm doing and the stream that I'm doing, ironically, mm-hmm. stream is important to me because it has gotten me to play games that I never would have touched otherwise. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's well known that I I wanted to play each of the Trails of Cold Steel games before I voiced for the next one so that I have an idea of what actually happened to the games and I'd be able to jump in swinging. Um, but I fell off the train on that and I never would have gotten back to it had it not been for stream convincing me mm-hmm. to play it in preparation for three and four coming out. So oh, okay. of stream that I got to experience all the cold steel games. Um, but that same dedication, that same obligation has effectively robbed me of having my evenings free to myself on any given day. Mm-hmm. Like the, more often than not, my free time starts somewhere between 1030 to like 12 o'clock in the evening. Um, and, and my wife has started to come to this as well with her new job and the hours that it requires of her, the number of times that I've been like, okay, I'm finally done. You know, I can, I can game for a bit and I fire something up and 20 minutes later, I'm putting my switch aside and taking a nap because I'm just so goddamn tired. Um, yep. so I don't, I don't know. There's, there's so much that I want to get to. Like I, someday I would like to do Xenoblade Chronicles. Someday I'd like to play any of the half dozen Toho games that I have. I bought like a dragon. Cause I heard it was like dragon quest, but with the Yakuza series instead, <laughs> I got tales of arise. I got tales of arise for 15 bucks when it was on sale at GameStop. Like I have a whole library of things that would be really fun to play. Do I ever think I'm going to get to them? <laughs> so eventually right eventually that's uh sounds like me right now my my morning starts like 5 30 in the morning so i have about an hour of time where i can just nobody everybody else is asleep in the house i could game a little bit i work all day and then it becomes dad mode and by the time night comes around i'm like i want to try and do a little but i'm going to bed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i red so, bull doesn't work anymore i will drink a red bull and it puts me to sleep faster now same give oh, me they've, a, never, give they've me. never really done anything same with coffee i just i, I drink coffee because it's warm and red bull because it's fizzy right yeah and the you flavor give me a, you give me an energy drink like that you're gonna put me in the hospital because it'll spike my blood sugar so quickly and then bottom it out 
<laughs> so, Sean, when it comes to if you ever have the chance to get together with you know family and friends, do you have a particular game? It doesn't matter if it's board game, card game, video game, whatever it is. But do you have like a go-to favorite game for the family you can game, have, like, game night game with, with family and stuff? And, fa- and the game that I play ends relationships family? starts fights. Like, well, like friends, like it brings them together. Family I was, over. I was known as the kid who was not good enough at Smash Brothers to win money consistently with it, but far too good for anyone else in the room. So if I <laughs> wanted to play smash with people at a birthday party, it had to be everyone else against me for it to be a fair fight. Oh, sick. Okay. <laughs> Dang. All right. Dude, okay. Um, Coming out with the smash and, brother. And I would destroy, like, I'm pretty sure playing monopoly would have made me fewer enemies than facing me in smash. So um, oh, no way. Right. Outside of that, I'll be honest. A lot of the games that I play tend to be more single player stuff. Cause I'm the kind of guy, like another reason why I like Etrian Odyssey, so much as i'm the kind of guy who likes to look at games that have like skill trees and like stuff that you can work on over time mm-hmm. be like okay what is the what is the path that i want to take over the course of this game mm. um like for example Gerard, you'll probably identify too. you'll probably identify with this immensely if any game has a passive ability that makes you earn more of the thing that lets you unlock more skills Oh, yeah. uh, I will try and grab that as soon yep. as possible. Oh, yeah. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to not have much in the beginning of the game, but by mid game, I'm going to be steamrolling everything because I'm going to have access to all the skills sooner. Yep. So I'm going to grind of, get as much experience and then just yep, yep. hit the so, skill tree. Oh yeah. So a lot of the games that oh, tend yeah. to have that kind of thing are not really co-op based. I feel like I would have fun with Diablo. I know I would have fun with stuff like monster hunter because I had a blast with games like fantasy star zero that were very co-op based. Mm. The problem being that by the time I could actually find time to commit to those games, it's like that five, six month post game period where you're like, yeah, the community's still alive, but everyone's kind of at a certain point. And, yeah. and you're going to be playing catch up. So you either need to be able to put in double the time that you would have had uh, or needed if you got it when the game came out mm-hmm. or you're just going to be left behind. And then it's like, <laughs> I lose interest and I don't even do it. So that's me with that's destiny fair. right now. Like with Lightfall getting ready to come out and like, I haven't played it in years. Now I, l- I look at trying to go back to it maybe. And I'm like, the mechanics is so far past me by, and I am going to probably have to restart a character mm-hmm. just to, to try and understand anything. <laughs> Uh, that's what I did. I restarted a character, but I still have all my stuff. So like, I'm like, we're, we're slowly getting back into it. Theo and I like, we're, <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm getting ready. <sighs> I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I'm good. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting. Cause we have, we have Mario party one and two on Nintendo switch online, right? The expansion pack. Yep. But if they I recall, out. it's Mario party three that has my favorite battle mode, which was the one where like, you can like equip like battle buddies on like your front and backside. And like, they fight on your behalf and stuff like that. And I the, think I remember that one of the mm-hmm. only things that also is a vice equal on the level of, of skill trees and stuff for me is any game where you have battle partners that you can recruit or, or tame mm. or hire that Oh, I love that too. You. Mm-hmm. So, oh, dude, that, uh, Cult of the Lamb, uh, yeah. amazing indie game. So funny too. Yeah, oh. we've got a. Uh, we've been playing a little bit of Mario Party in the house. Um, we still we do the new one. The what is it? Mario Party All Stars. Oh, uh, yes. All Stars. Yes, yes, yes. that came out. The new one that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, where it brings back the era of N sixty four and 
and GameCube games, like the mini games and whatnot. Yeah. Which I'm glad um, that All Stars went uh, closer to one of the uh, earlier games because I remember when I got so excited to have what was it? Uh, uh, Mario Party Island Tour on 3DS, and mm-hmm. I, I started playing some of the maps. I'm like, what the hell is this? Is this <laughs> is this the sticker star of Mario Party? Like, <laughs> I I got that game for free as part of like a buy two get one free promotion at like Target or yeah. Walmart or Best Buy, and I still wanted to try and get a refund. Still from it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but this is this isn't the free one. I I I paid for this one. Just right. let me have it. Just, um, yeah. So Sean, it I just looked at the clock. It it's already been an hour, man. <laughs> we have oh, damn. Yeah. Right? It has uh tonight has been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um hearing the stories, especially from your dude. Your I want more stories. Are, I bet you have tons. I, <laughs> I'm sure I have tons too, um, but my brain gets so exhausted that I, <laughs> I just forget them. Like, ah, uh, you know, what you what you got out of me is is good. Like, let's just let's you know, be grateful. Well, for well, honestly, that, dude, that, that honestly, today. dude, everything that you've given us today, like, thank you so much for joining. But uh, you gave so much great sure, information man. for for any of those who may want to try and 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 really, mm-hmm. you know, give that passion th- that passion inside of themselves a, a, a try and and go for maybe well, it's voice acting or maybe it's like something in the gaming industry. But uh, thank you, man. Like, no problem. Uh, ho- I know what's going to happen. The next some people time. to to take that chance. The next time I do an Ocarina of Time run, uh-huh. anytime a Deku tree is talking, I'm going to hear your voice now. <laughs> In just that exact, just the exact way you were. You're oh, doing dude, I'm, it I'm going back gonna to picture. Like, I'm going to go visit Rivali. I'm going to, I'm going to go back oh, to the tree. I'm just like, oh, Rivali's the next one I'm heading for. Like, right, yeah. right. He'll be like, I just <laughs> finished Mifa. So like, Volley's the next one I have. Child, have you yeah. ever heard of acid reflux? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got something fierce. <laughs> oh. If I ever revisit that game, I'm just going to think like, oh God, he could say some sick shit. Like, <laughs> 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 That'd be so funny. Uh, oh, oh well, dude. But anyways, no, thank you so much, bro. For, uh, yeah. For anybody, for everybody that kind of, uh, you know, crashed in the background, just, watching it that's gonna check us out this weekend um head on over to crashing um like we mentioned earlier in the show sean has a profile built on on the site uh that's so that's, right it'll be it's got my there. only fans it's got my <laughs> no. he sells he he sells bird beak pictures there yeah um, yeah <laughs> um but no it has uh you know some background on sean as well as the links to his twitter and what there's links um as uh and twitch <laughs> so uh make sure to check them on out um sean you are welcome back anytime ah if you thank are you. if you are just bored one night when we're usually i know you record you know you stream sure, on Tuesdays, sure. but if you're bored and you want to come crash Dude, game yeah, back, whatever, man. Me up yeah right, i, I will definitely back keep that in mind um, uh, hopefully we don't go the millennial route of saying we got to hang some time and then dying before we even bother to no, like, text each no, other. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. Seriously. No. You ever would just want to jump in or like, Hey guys, are you, are you sure. recording this? Yep. Whatever you want, bro. As long I, as the, we, the main invitation is I say, let's give it a year or two and see what else comes down the pipeline and have plenty else to talk about. You <laughs> know, <all> right. <laughs> Maybe we'll, if we'll, you want to go that long, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I mean, ask Austin how many times he's jumped on. <laughs> it's been, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Usually yeah. it's just months, you know. I love Austin. Uh, Austin never actually leaves the call. Like, did you guys pop in for the next episode? And you're like, Austin, did you ever go? And he's like, right? <laughs> no, no, we're we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we love Austin. Though. I've been awake for 72 days. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> actually just talking earlier today. So, um, but anyways, no, um, for, for everybody crash. So thank you for crashing game night with us tonight. Um, no problem. It is a, it's an absolute pleasure and an honor that we do this for you guys um, to give you guys sort of that distraction for what's going on in the, in the everyday world, because, you know, like Sean alluded to, I mean, there's a lot of stressors going on in the world right now, especially mm-hmm. like people living paycheck to paycheck. So um, the fact that we could give you a little bit of distraction, maybe some laughter um, it, it's very much appreciated. Um, and for those that are just crashing for the first time, if you like what you heard, make sure to drop a follow um, on one of the platforms you're listening to us on. And like I like to say, just be excellent to each other. That's right, everybody. Thank you all for joining. Uh, thank you for hanging out, Sean. Dude, again, anytime, bro. Uh, of course. And also, thank you for a lot of your your stories because, uh, like I said, ho- hopefully you can inspire someone to to, to take that leap. For sure. I always encourage that. And I always, I just tell people to follow, follow your heart, follow your gut. You know, that doesn't follow your passions. Yeah. It it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean it's going to be cheap, but I, if, if it's something that you care about, because sometimes, sometimes being frustrated or being scared or being worried or being angry at how something turned out is proof that you care because if you didn't care, it wouldn't bother you that much. So any, any time, any time that you find yourself, uh, uh, dealing with frustration, see if there's a way that you can turn it into inspiration, because I guarantee you when passionate people come together, that's when really truly good stuff comes into existence like this. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's a great segue also to, uh, to send uh, our message out there once again, uh, to all of those who have been shown hate or have been discriminated against, or uh, just overall have been shown, been told that they're different. Um, you know, there are people out there who are willing to listen, who are willing to help, um, seek it out, please. Mm -hmm. And also let's just try and, uh, exercise a little bit more compassion, uh, patience and, uh, and let's celebrate more passion and, and, uh, celebrate taking the chances for those things that we love and, Mm -hmm. uh, help each other on the way. Cause I think we need that, uh, right now, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a bit bit rough in the world right now. So let's all try and lend a helping hand and, and uh, just show a little bit more kindness and just try and do a little better. Hell yeah. Thank you guys. And, and this week we're going to get our real closing. A real close. Oh, not not impersonations. uh, I I I completely forgot. I almost forgot. Almost terrible. How dare I? Oh, I forgot. Today is an occasion, uh, an occasion. Today is not only we had Sean on the, on the, on the show, but no, 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 no. Come on, man. It, it's Matt's birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, shoot. Another, that's right. It's just another, another day, but come on. But I would offer to sing you happy with birthday your boys. in the Decker Tree voice, but I can't do unofficial Nintendo voices. So what is... I could yeah. once, if you want to watch an assassination by Nintendo Ninjas live on your podcast, no. that would definitely Ooh, bring the numbers nope. in. But is, is there a... Because you know what, though? I don't want that just as much as you don't want that, Sean, because you know what? Nintendo was the first company that actually believed in us enough to give us like press access yes. and stuff when yep. we first started yeah, this thing. So that was the first big thing. As much as I would love to have more 
Nintendo people on, they have still at least believed in us that they gave us press right, access right. when yeah. we were nothing. Okay. So I love Nintendo and not going to burn any. Yeah. No, I come. <laughs> I, I, I did just want to mention, you know, uh, you're with your boys today. We we have the, the honor of having Sean on. Happy birthday, Matt. Yes, uh, it's birthday, your birthday. Yeah. We love you, bro. And, and uh, hope you had and a wonderful day with the fam. It was it was good. Um, might as well. So shout out to some past guests, Austin Lee Matthews and uh, Tommy Earl Jenkins, who actually messaged me both either nice. text or through Twitter and said, hey, happy birthday. Awesome. Um, Very nice. As much. And then also to is to Andy Grammer. Who oh, there you go. Part of this. So, you know how. So remember how he gave out that phone number? Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I joined that thing and I'm on, on that thing. And today I got a, a little happy birthday video. Now it wasn't personalized, but it was still a happy birthday video and a personalized happy birthday, Matt from. Very so cool. Like, Very That's, cool, awesome. Man. That's a good day. So, no, this was, <laughs> but no, this was great. Um, we all know how much I love Zelda. So having Sean on for my birthday was fantastic. And hearing the stories about Zelda and the auditions was <laughs> a great treat. So yeah, thank you, Sean. Yeah, um, no problem. I can't do the voice. I know Theo's got it recorded. I got so. it recorded. I got it prepped. Don't worry. But I, I, I <laughs> have to make it. sure that I thank Sean. Dude, like, uh, I, one, I'm happy I'm not the youngest one on this podcast this episode <laughs> for right. once, as well as, dude, you, you have so much wisdom beyond your years. Like, I, I love the ima- matter of inspiration that you give for your passion and everything so much. I, I love the words that you provided all of our listeners tonight. Thank it's you. so freaking awesome. Yeah, I love it. I just had to say that. Um, but so since, since Jason's not here, I got to play my hype music. My right. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you all for Miss watching. You, Thanks for listening till next time. TTFN. Ta-ta for now. Take care. Good night, everybody. Booyah.